Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get the lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash Spotify offer to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite teams out of market Sunday afternoon games exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6th. No refunds. But I'm going to tell you this, we ain't done yet. Howdy and welcome back to the Ineligible Podcast. I am Will Stone. He is Chase Caldwell. We're back. We have taken our podcast back over from our uh, beautiful wives. And mm-hmm. uh, shouts to them. Uh, if you haven't checked that out already, uh, please go do so. They did a terrific job. Uh, sounded like naturals, I thought. Yeah, I need to go listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought they did a great job. Um, they were very, they, they fit right in. Maybe, just maybe, we might just do like a joint pod sometime. But probably not. But maybe. Yeah, yeah. Don't get their unless, hopes up, Chase. Unless I mean, I mean the listeners, not our our wives. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, good. But no, like uh, they, <laughs> like they, they had like a few like super like minor uh, slip ups. Uh, like I think, <laughs> I think, I think Brittany said innings instead of quarters one time, and uh, like we were just giving them a hard time. But all in all, like like uh, their their first recording, like they didn't warm up or anything. They just hit record. Oh, it's and they way, just, they it's just way, did that. Way better than you and I's first recording. We didn't even release that. ours. It was so bad. Yeah, I remember that one. I was under a blanket <laughs> because it echoed so bad that I just put a blanket over my microphone the entire time. Yeah. Um, what, like, what a world. I mean, it, it, we've come a long way. But yeah. I, I, perhaps the funniest part, anybody that listened to that episode and listened to an hour of our wives talking, thank you. Uh, they had a lot of fun with it, and they really were excited to do it and all of that. Um, but also to those of you who listened to that entire episode, my wife's name is Emily. Um, <laughs> her name is Emily. That was, that was my favorite part of the entire thing is that she went an entire hour, and <laughs> at no point did they ever say her name. <laughs> I think I think Brittany said Emily, but it was like like mid-pod. Yeah. Um, but like, like, like from the get go, uh, uh, they weren't like, Hey, I'm, I'm Brittany and I'm Emily. <laughs> well, so in like, like those of us who, or those of you who are listening that don't maybe not know us personally, uh, we're, we're big listeners to uh, a podcast called circling back. Um, well, it's a slew of podcasts. I have multiple podcasts, but, um, one of their like sticks is one of the guys that's on the, one of the co-hosts they like see how long into the episode they can go before they introduce him. So uh, <laughs> that's all I, all I could think about the entire time was how long it was taking Emily to be introduced. <laughs> uh, but that, that was my favorite part. I mean, it, it's just kind of one of those things. It's funny, you know, like I, I guess I, I finally get to feel how they feel whenever they're listening to us, you know, yeah. and kind of laughing at things that we're saying and, you know, all, all of our friends have been telling us since we started this, like I've heard it from a bunch of people 
that whenever they're listening to us, it's they feel like they're just like sitting in the room with us, like talking. And then whenever they go to respond and they're like, oh, crap, it's a recording. Um, that's kind of how I felt the whole time listening to them. You know? so, yeah. yeah uh, good they, times. Good times. They did a great job. Uh, we'll have to get them back on at some point uh, in the future. But um, good to be back. It uh, feels good to be back in the studio and uh, to talk about a uh, an eventful week of college football. I didn't get to watch as much as I wanted to, uh, but I've been uh, going through the box scores and just kind of catching up. And uh, I, I think- watched, I watched at least a hundred hours of football on Saturday, <laughs> Ma- mainly because I was watching like four games at a time. Yeah, that's and the way to do I, it. Though I literally started, I mean, first <clears throat> thing in the morning, nine a.m., drinking coffee, like watching college game day. And I watched most of Pac-12 after dark. I didn't watch Oregon versus Stony Point or whatever, Stony Brook. I didn't watch that one because that was at like, I don't know, that was like midnight Australia time. That was, that was a weird, strange time. So, Yeah, I was able to catch like 75% of the A&M game and probably half of the of Bama and Florida uh, I was back in my hometown for my uh, uh, 10-year reunion. Shouts to the Grosbeck Goats. Uh, smashing Goats. Palmer, 47-7. Uh, 40, uh, big, dub, big dub for the Goats. Um, Palm, Palmer's in my neck of the woods. In fact, I picked up my U-Haul trailer in Palmer today. Really? Mm-hmm, sure did. Yeah, I bet they were still looking their wounds after Friday. So. Dude, it was the sketchiest U-Haul tri- player, player <laughs> I've ever been. But anyways, long story short, we're here to talk uh, about football. <laughs> yeah, so just just off, just from the jump, like what stood out to you the most from week three of college football? Um, well, I it, it may be confirmation bias, but um, the who's we got Alabama, we got Georgia. That's it. Um, there's, there's a clear distinction between the top two teams in the country, in my opinion. Um, and then there's a tier two, which are pretty good teams. Like, I'm not going to say like they're great teams, but they're pretty good teams. Florida's would be in that group. And, and there's, there's a few others, but man, I mean, just about the time you start thinking a team's good, they, they just, you know, lose to Fresno state or something like that. And Fresno's not even a state. So it's just kind of like, I don't know. Um, I, I, there, there was there was a lot of really good football. Um, it was one of those weeks, and I'm sure like you can you can relate to this in some way. But it was one of those weeks where like you are watching potential upsets the whole time, feeling like this isn't going to end up being an upset eventually. You know, like that's how right. it felt the entire week. And of course, nothing ever panned out to actually be an upset. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I was uh, like, I couldn't watch most of these games. So I was checking my 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 scores app on ESPN. And um, like I kept seeing uh, Georgia Tech and Clemson was close. And I was like, oh, well, that's going to get out of hand. And like, you know, in, in like by the third quarter. But it never did. Um, I think Ohio I w- State I watched and, that and Tulsa. Were, did you? Uh-huh. I watched, Ohio State, I watched Tulsa all, the, struggled. all the top five games. Yeah. Uh, Oklahoma, Nebraska. Um, mm-hmm. That game ended 23-16. And uh, it, it's it's kind of how we felt after week one. Uh, shouts out, like shouts to us for, for, for being so smart. 
but we were like, hey, like this feels different. Like there may not be a a dominant team, and maybe it's because like you know the past few years, like in 2019, you had LSU, who was uh, like one of the best teams probably of all time, uh, one of the best offenses, and then last year Alabama was just so dominant, and then going into to this year, you had your your top five teams that you know were all kind of bunched together, and then. Uh, it was just like a foregone conclusion that those were going to be, you know, like four of those five were going to be the playoff teams. And as of now, it's not looking that way, which is weird, but I love it. Like <laughs> it makes me more of a college football fan that there oh, is I'm some, all about it. some excitement and some some chaos and some parody and all that sort of thing. Like that's what we want. And I, I, I thought it was going to keep going the other direction this season, but it's come back to – uh the way it used to be. And mm-hmm. I don't know, like it's, it's a lot of fun to follow this year. There's, it's, it's only week three. There's so many more twists and turns to go in this season. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and like for me, I, I think it's already very apparent just, um, what, two weeks into the season, three weeks into the season that teams that I know a lot about, like I could, I can kind of deduce, you know, how good of a team they are teams that I know like some about uh-uh, I'm terrible at it. <laughs> like I, <laughs> I can fall for, I can fall for like a one game, like bias really quickly. I, I have a bad habit of doing that. Um, so like, like Florida state, you know, whenever they, they held true with Notre Dame, I'm like, Ooh, they're pretty good. Nope. UCLA. I'm like, I'm like, man, that UCLA looks salty and nope. Um, you know, let's see who else. Who else did I do that to already this season? Um, it's just, it's just. I think we both liked Virginia Tech, and they and they were up to number uh, fifteen in the polls, yep, and they yep. lost to West Virginia. Virginia Tech. Um, I liked Iowa. I I I was a faker. I think um, I watched their game with Kent State. Now, granted, they you know basically had the same game against Kent State that we did, so. I just wasn't as impressed with them as as I was last week. But I'm not. I'm not. Well, I'm jumping the gun here, but I wouldn't sell them necessarily. I just I'm suspect to them. Um, man, Alabama Florida was a fantastic game. Oh, that was what I love about college football. Um, and so was Penn State Auburn. Both of those games were just really, really entertaining, fun. It's what I love about college football, and uh, so th- those were both really good good games. Georgia is good. Georgia's very good. They just curb stomp South Carolina. Yeah, just pummeled them into the ground. Um, let's see, Notre Dame. I I hope I hope they drop three this year. We're about to find out this weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Notre I, Dame. I, Somehow they always squeak by, but man, they they are trash. Yeah. Um. And so is uh, Oklahoma. Uh, Oklahoma. Mm-mm. Let's 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 talk about that one for a second. Uh-huh. Uh, Oklahoma uh-huh. twenty three, Nebraska sixteen. Uh, the 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 Vegas line on this game was huge. It was like twenty three points or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um. And I didn't get to watch this game, but it sounds like uh, Nebraska's kicker cost them about nine points. Um. This is a team that Oklahoma should blow out. Um, and I think that we got that 
that we got spoiled to those offenses with Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray and even Jalen Hurts uh, to some extent. But mm-hmm. this Oklahoma offense is not as good. It's not near as good as those offenses were. And the defense is only a little bit better. So Oklahoma, like the Big 12 isn't that good, but it's it's hard for me to imagine that they that they stay undefeated throughout the whole year. Like I, I, I don't oh, see that happening. They won't go undefeated. I, I I think Oklahoma will probably lose to Texas, but that that is a toss up every year. And no matter yeah. how good either team is, I mean that's a true rivalry game that like you can't you can't say one way or the other. But they, I don't think they're as talented as Texas is. But yeah, um, but yeah, I don't. I mean, it was it, overall it was a really good week of college football. I really enjoyed it. Um, I opted to not go to the game this week and I gave my tickets to my sister and my mom and two of their friends. And so I just sat on the couch literally all day and just watched college football. And it was, it was bliss. That's the dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did get to catch uh, good bits of that, of, of that Bama and Florida game. I got to see the pretty much the beginning of it and, and the end of it, but uh, when that when that game started out and started twenty one three, I was at my nephew's birthday party, so I just like uh, put my phone in my pocket and went to went back to doing that. But uh, and when it was twenty one three, I was like, "Well, Bama's you know a, a killing machine, and they're unstoppable again, and you know they're probably going to waltz to the the championship game again this year." But then, you know, th- things slow down a bit. Florida kind of gets some things going and. Uh, it makes it a, a pretty close, a pretty close game. Um, a- after watching that, I guess, what are your thoughts on on those two teams and and, and where they're at the, for the rest of the year? Well, I um, I don't think my thoughts have changed, honestly. I I guess one of my my two key takeaways probably is number one that Bama is vulnerable. Um, they're not. They're not, you know, invincible. They could lose. Do I think they will? Probably not. Um, do I think, you know, I think we probably had the best chance, us or Ole Miss, to beat Bama, and I don't think either one of us will. But um, <clears throat> but Florida, they dealt with adversity better than any team has dealt with adversity to this point in the year, I would say. Um, you're you're up against the best team in the nation. You're down twenty one three. It's really easy to give up on a game like that, and they didn't. They they rallied back, and so there there's a lot to be said about that. But when when I say I don't think anything has changed, it's because I still think Bama probably runs the table. But my prediction coming into the season was I really think Georgia will come out beat Clemson. Florida will come out and lose to Alabama, and then Florida will go out and beat Georgia. And right now we're two, two of three on that. Not that that those those were the two like easier predictions to make, but um, in the in the fashion that Florida lost, I, I think that they'll have the. I think that game to Florida will be the Florida game to us last year. Like I think that will like really vault them and that proved to their team that they could play with anybody. And I, I think it'll give them a, a 
a great deal of confidence. And Georgia's just manhandling everybody so far. So I, I, I could see them sleepwalking into that Florida game and Florida coming in with a with something to prove and I watch out I'm I'm circling that game. I, I think that'll be maybe the game of the year in the SEC. Yeah, for sure. As far as adversity, um I think Florida's had an interesting kind of uh situation at, at quarterback so far this year. Um Emory Jones was kind of the heir apparent and uh you know he's he played he played well on Saturday, but uh they have another guy named uh, Anthony Richardson who lit it up in the first two games because they were like rotating guys and uh he was unavailable against Alabama on Saturday so uh it, it makes you wonder like if you know if he could have played and maybe and not that, that Jones was bad but if if Richardson could have played you know maybe he would have provided a spark here and there and you know it, I mean they, they lost by two points so uh, yeah. it was it, well, it could have gone a different way if he if he could have been in the game so, so that brings up a very peripheral point that I want to make. That's really cool. But you know, his nickname is AR fifteen. Is it really? Yeah, <laughs> that's a great, awesome. That's a great because, name. I mean, that's his number. He's number fifteen. He's AR fifteen. Yeah. Like that's a that's a great nickname. And then now it looks like uh, fifty cal is catching on for Zach Calzada. So. Um, also, yeah, uh, that's, a, a Cuban missile is catching on for Calzada. Cuban, Cuban missile as well, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's kind of cool, you know, um, to have have both a fifty cal and an AR fifteen in the the uh, SEC. But yeah, um, very peripheral point. But I, I thought AR fifteen is one of the best nicknames I've ever heard for uh, that, that's somebody, terrific. and uh, it's just perfect. But uh, yeah, so. Uh, Good, good week of college football. Um, a lot of the bigs just didn't really show just elite play. Um, I think the only two teams that have really shown that they're elite so far, if we were to name them elite, would be Alabama and Georgia. Um, but Florida showed that they they could hang with them, you know. So, in fact, I would I would say I'm more impressed with Florida right now than I am A and M. I, I just I th- I think they're a good team now. Now that being said, of course we're dealing with injury at quarterback, but um, still I, I I was very impressed with Florida. Um, so yeah, I think I think I tend to agree there. Um, yeah, like w- when it started out twenty one three, I was like, okay, this Florida defense is bad again, and uh, Bama's about to score fifty. But uh, props to them for for locking things down a little bit uh, after that initial that initial onslaught and, and hanging in there. But no, there, there's no doubt that game against Georgia is going to be a, uh, just a, a, a banger of a football game. <laughs> I, I can't wait to watch that one. Um, but the other bigs like Clemson 14, Georgia tech eight, uh, Georgia tech outgained Clemson in this game. Like this wasn't some fluky, some fluky result where, you know, Clemson like turned the ball over a lot. Like they just weren't very good. And they, I, yeah, Clem- I, I, I don't. I don't know what to make of them right now. Clemson really, really showed in this game that they they don't have that that elite ability right now. Um, that doesn't mean that they can't gain it by the end of the year, but right now they're just not gonna just you know walk all over everybody. I will say for the Clemson faithful, you know, one thing that you could be encouraged by is that 
you got by this game. There was, you know, lightning delays. There was a lightning delay like 30 seconds before half, you know, and then when you came out of half, there was a lightning delay. So that that really throws off the pace of a game. So, I like, if you want an excuse, there's your excuse. But I still, even with that, Georgia Tech, you know, looked just as good as Clemson. And that doesn't really necessarily say that Georgia Tech is a great team. That just means that Clemson is not, in my opinion. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, a um, lot to glean from this week. Mainly that, you know, the the big teams maybe aren't what we thought they were coming into the season. So They are not who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. <laughs> um, Want to run through a uh, buy, sell, hold real quick? Let's do it. We got to wait until the market opens. All right. It's open. All right, who are you buying? Oh, shoot. Um, who am I buying? I've got a hole in a cell, but um, okay. I don't want to cop out and say, because I think we've, I've done some form of, of buy on just general parity and chaos in college football. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm obviously still buying that. Um and there's there's not anybody that I I feel very confident in right now, <laughs> but um, you know what I'll I'll kind of go off what we just said, and uh, I hope I don't, I don't take yours away here. But I, I'm I'm going to buy Florida as a as a legit contender. I I, I know they just lost, but uh, that's a that's a really good team, and if they uh, if they get past Georgia, which they're capable of doing, um, you know they'll be in the driver's seat for the East and. Uh, a potential rematch with Alabama to get in the playoff. But um, I think I'm, I'm buying them right now. Yeah, that, that was definitely going to be one of my buys. My buys are kind of boring this, this week, but um, I would buy Florida. I'd buy Penn state. Um, both of okay. them, you know, earned, earned that right. I feel like after this week, um, Penn state's Penn state looks pretty good. And, and Auburn looks good too. I, I would buy Auburn. Um, but you know the big games. I I think you might see some more of that now that we're getting into the meat of the schedule. Um, that some of these teams that we've been eh about, I think you might see them. Um, well, I think you might see some more really good games like we saw this week with with both of those teams that because um, they're playing good teams instead of playing yeah. cakewalk teams. So. Uh, I'd I'd buy both Penn State and Florida, and I would buy Auburn right now. I think the Auburn's a good one. Uh, I think you know Auburn is a team that uh, I trashed repeatedly coming into the season. Uh, I didn't think they were very good at all, and the first two weeks of the season they played some of the worst teams that uh, participated in the sport of football. But uh, props <laughs> to them for sh- for showing well, and like I I figured Penn State might might smoke them, but uh, <coughs> it was it was twenty eight twenty Penn State. Um, it was in Happy Valley. It was it was the whiteout game, so uh, definitely a hostile environment. And uh, Auburn hung tough, so uh, hats off to them. And yeah, they're looking and they, like a they, like a like a tough team right now. Uh, that, that whiteout game. They also did white face masks on their their helmets, which was really cool. I Penn State the did way that that looked. No, 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 Auburn. Oh, so they normally have blue face masks, you know, with their white. Oh yeah. Helmet. 
and uh, they, they went white this week, and it was good. I liked that's it. That's cool. It was a good look. So, um, all right. Well, who are you holding? Okay. Um, people aren't going to like this, but I'm going to hold on AM. Um, we'll get to them in a second. We saw some encouraging things, but uh, I feel like this weekend is a very, very good uh, litmus test. Um, yeah. Not that, absolutely. Not, and not that Arkansas is, you know, a world beater, but they're a very, very solid and uh, functional football team. So, um, I'll I'll give my end and thoughts later, but right now I'm going to hold before I uh, I buy in on the Aggies. I think that's a good hold, and, and I'll talk about it later too. Um, but there's definitely good reason why I would I would hold them right now. Um, I'm going to hold Iowa. I already said that earlier, um, and it's just because like I I haven't been just I wasn't really impressed with them after this week, but at the end of the day they were playing Kent State. Um, they were coming off of their game against Iowa State. You know, there's some things that go on there that, you know, we might not have seen their real product on the field this weekend. Um, so I'll hold them. I'm not ready to sell them, but I do. There, there is a voice in the back of my head saying, "Yeah, they're not, they're not one of the elites." But I'm gonna hold them because they haven't proven anything to me yet that would say you should sell. You know. Yeah. Well, I've got some sells, and actually, I've got one one big sell, and I should have done it last week when I held them. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and sell now, and just you know, cut my losses. But uh, I'm selling the Pac-12. Uh, held them last week after a strong showing from Oregon. Uh, we thought UCLA might be pretty good. Uh, thought thought Colorado was good. Let me give a, a quick rundown of what happened in the in the Pac-12 this weekend. Uh, Colorado loses thirty to zero against Minnesota. They're not good. Wow. Um, Cal beat Sacramento State forty-two to thirty. That's way too close of a of a margin. Uh, Utah lost to San Diego State thirty-three thirty-one in triple overtime. Um, <laughs> Arizona lost. To, I don't even know this until right now. <laughs> Arizona lost to Northern Arizona twenty-one to nineteen. They're terrible. Um, In-state rivals. I have two more. The the two ranked teams are two more of the ranked teams in the Pac-12. Arizona State loses to BYU 27-17 and UCLA loses to Fresno State 40 to 37. So, um Yeah, I think sh- you held that one too long. Yeah, I should have sold when I had the chance. I would have made uh, a pretty good pretty good profit on that last week when people were buying in, but uh Pac-12, you're bad. Yeah, I and I would sell UCLA for the same reason. I'm going to cut my losses there. Um I bought I bought into the hype too much maybe and um that sucks but uh I'm going to I'm going to liquidate Notre Dame <laughs> because Notre Dame is just absolute <laughs> trash. They are so bad and I hope that they lose like 6 games this year. Um they're just terrible. And find someone that to- loves you as much as Chase hates Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I I I've been I've been beating that drum all season, but good lord, they're terrible. Um the box score doesn't show anything that that game showed. Oh my god. It was yeah. just terrible, terrible showing by them. And I just hope that they just get stomped yeah. this week. Um but is the market closed? Yeah, I think so. All right. Till next week. Goodbye, market.
goodbye market. <laughs> um, uh, before uh, uh, an exciting new new feature of this podcast, do uh, you have uh, a quote of the week? I sure do. I actually have two. Um, I gotta I gotta remember what my second one was, but um, first quote of the week. Uh, well, do you want to take one of my quotes of the week? Uh, I'll let you or take do them you both. have one yourself. No, okay. I don't. Have, I don't have one. Um, first quote of the week comes from um, South Carolina's own Shane Beamer. Oh yeah. Um, when asked about why they thought that Georgia gave them so much trouble and why they couldn't get anything going against Georgia. And let me pause here because this is just inspirational as I'll get out. I mean, man, it just really hits home, really almost brought me to tears whenever I first read it. Shane Beamer says, they got like a hundred (laughs) five-star football players on their defense. I mean, just really, just really took me to another level. Like a hundred, he's, he's so right. Like a hundred five-star football players on their defense, and um, I mean, he's just so right, you know. And, and it really makes you think. Um, but yeah, great quote. Uh, my second, second. Hang on, hang on. Uh, if, if you haven't listened okay. to that quote, it was making the rounds on on social media earlier. Just go listen to it. It's it's a. It's a great listen. It's fantastic. <laughs> well, like someone asked him, it was a dumb question, which happens a lot. But they were like, uh, "Is there anything the Georgia defensive line did to give y'all trouble?" He's like, "Yeah, they have like a hundred five stars." <laughs> like, what do you want me to say? <laughs> he really like, like he just he just said, you know, to hell with it, and and yeah. he just went like he just was just dead honest, and and it, it was a very defeatist mentality for sure. <laughs> Um, like you, you definitely don't want your your coach being like they had like a hundred five star players on defense. Like, what did you expect <laughs> us to do? Like, you don't want your coach doing that and just just like throwing in the white flag and admitting defeat. But uh, that's exactly what Shane Beamer did, and very inspirational. Yeah, um, the, the like very just absolutely motivating quote of the week that I'll probably actually use this week just for fun um, comes from Billy Napier. Um, and it's a real quick and easy one. It's very inspirational. Scared money don't make money. Wow. <laughs> I think he made that one up on the spot by himself. I've never tell heard him, that Billy. one before. Yeah. And uh, you can absolutely tell that he had money going on that game. <laughs> you know, because scared well, money did, don't make money. So, like, you know, why why wouldn't you bet on yourself? You know, yeah. Well, didn't they blow them out? Like, like I don't. I guess I don't get what what that would be in reference to if they if they blew out the other team. Like, like what's he talking about? <laughs> like, like at what honestly, point would he, would he have been scared? Honestly, I have no idea what he, he was even <laughs> referencing. I think he was probably a little buzzed and just was like. Scared money don't make money. <laughs> yeah. It's Friday yeah, night in Louisiana. <laughs> yeah. Still is a, a pretty funny little segment and little yeah. quote that, that I'll yeah. probably carry with me for the rest of my life. Very inspirational. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that about wraps up my uh, quotes of the week. Yeah. Well, is it time for a uh, for new sponsor alert? New sponsor alert. Yeah. Uh, let's get after it. 
Week two of football is in the books, and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week three with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off another action-packed week, DraftKings is giving new customers $150 instantly when they bet $1 on any football game. Listen up, because you may not want to miss this. Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 on any week one game to receive $150 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook is not yet available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to receive $150 of free bets when you place $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Wow. Great, great work, Chase. You, you nailed that ad read. Oh, was that me? <laughs> it was. It uh, was. Wow. I, I flatter myself. I, I didn't even realize that was me. I thought that was the dude that, you know, is on the SPN where he's like, you know, on SportsCenter. Sports Center brought to you by <laughs> DraftKings.com. That's who I thought it was. Didn't yeah. even know it was me. Yeah. I'll be. Well, good job, Chase. But for Free real. ad read by me. Yeah. Yeah. Hats off. But hey, promo yeah. code TPPN on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. That stands for the Pigskin Podcast Network, which is the network that this podcast belongs to or is a part of yeah it's ours a, a part so. not a part so just just so you know but a partner so a&m um off hey. off the top i am pissed that i missed the demas play live oh I was, yeah i forgot about that dude i was texting you and you were like what happened I'm like, oh, get out of here! Well, and uh, I, I got a I got a handful of texts when when that play happened, and uh, oh man, so, so I was on I was on my float for the homecoming parade, and I actually I, I had the game pulled up on my phone at the end of the parade, watching it while I was riding, and uh-huh. so I saw like our first touchdown and like the first few drives, and then I got back to my house and like we're unloading stuff, and then I look at my phone, I've got a. a a bunch of text messages. Our, our Twitter, I'm getting Twitter notifications for our, our Twitter account blowing up. I was like, what on, on earth just happened? And, uh, of course I, I go back to my YouTube TV app and, uh, catch back up. And what do you know? A 75 yard bomb to Demond Demas, uh, first ever catch, first ever touchdown. Uh, just, just stuff that we love to see. Uh, but I, I would have loved to have seen it live and not on a replay. Emily was actually in tears on that, that deal. like I'm not even I'm not even joking around there. She's like she was like he's so happy. Look at him, like because he was like running. I mean, and just he was he was he was yeah. thrilled. And look, 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 I'm gonna use this 
to to say this, especially for people that don't follow it. This kid lost his senior year of of high school football to because UIL um, is a garbage organization. Yeah, they they wouldn't let him let him play his senior year, and um, and then pass. I mean, he's he's sat the bench. He's he's gone in a few plays only as a decoy. Um, the kid's dealt with a tremendous amount of adversity. He's he's had some little knickknacky injuries here and there that that aren't really anything substantial. But man, those those little like foot injuries and stuff like that, they can have just as much of a of a negative impact on your on your psyche as oh yeah a season season Especially if it, injury. If it's like know? a nagging thing that just like keeps kind of keeps kind of reoccurring right. every time you think that you're like getting. Uh, okay, it's getting better, and then all of a sudden it hurts again. And um, so that was that was such a exciting thing to see. And I almost came into the game knowing that that we were going to get him the ball, but it was a perfect play, you know, to do it. Um, it 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 broke a a barrier that I think that we had at A and M. Now understand, we've had a couple deep balls this year already but we came into this year everybody wanted to see the deep ball more and and so here we've got two kids that one throwing the deep ball one catching it um that were two kids that that we've heard a lot about and we really wanted to see play and and i said in our tweet um and i i stand by it wholeheartedly it's what it's what college football is missing in a lot of teams nowadays is kids that stick out tremendous adversity and don't don't transfer at the drop of the hat, don't don't badmouth their team because they're not getting the playing time they need. You know, these kids uh, Demas even though all the the problems that he's faced, you know, with with not going in and things like that. He's always you know, watch the pulse. He's the first person every time to go celebrate with whoever scored, mm-hmm. and you can tell he's a team player. And and he's, you know, so if you're a college football fan, you got to be a fan of that. You got to be excited that, um, that these kids that have really, really stuck it out for their team get an opportunity, and and they took advantage of that opportunity, and and so was a really was a very almost this is going to sound I don't know sappy maybe but it was a very very um very uh healing type moment you know for all the question marks that we've had around our team to see two kids that that have dealt with a, like it's very inspirational I guess I should say yeah. um very inspirational to the rest of the team that hey no matter what happens like look here we've got you know, a perpetual backup quarterback throwing a deep ball to a perpetual backup receiver that should be on the field. You know that I, I just it it was good I, and yeah. very exciting. I was I was jumping for joy. Um, couldn't believe that you didn't watch it live, but <laughs> it was it was a lot of fun. It yeah. really was. No, it was a feel good moment uh, for sure. Um, and he went on to uh, have a a catch or two more after that. And um, like after, you know, and even though that, you know, it, it took an, an injury to get him in the game uh, with, with Caleb Chapman, not suiting up this weekend, but uh, I, I, it's, it's, it's kind of like it, like with Leon a few weeks ago, like that makes me happier than 
like just as happy as us winning the football game. You know, like to see yeah pl- I, I, to see our players that really give a crap and uh, you know are are bought in and love the team and, and love football to see them succeed uh, is it, it makes me it makes me happy. But um, I agree. On on top of that, um, what did you see out of A and M that was that was good from this game? Like, what can you can you take away? Like, oh, this is a this is a really big positive, and we can build on this going forward. Well, I I think there there was a number of things, but uh, you know, our defense really really showed out. They dominated. Um, Got to see, got to see some of the really young guys on defense. Like I saw Deuce Harmon in quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, there were, there was, they, they were very dominant. Clemens had a heck of a game, Ooh, and he, yeah. he, he really showed out. Um, and, and Tyree Johnson, I saw him out there several times, just, just doing work. And um, so, so defense really, really stepped up. And one of the things I was wanting to see from our defense. Um, that I don't guess we really ever talked about with the Colorado game, but we definitely talked about with the Kent state game was that, you know, our, our ends were like shooting down the field and, and leaving the run lanes open. I feel like they did a better job of that. This, this yeah. game. Um, so I like to and see kept contained. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely like to see improvement. And, and so there's, there's one thing that I'm going to say is, is mildly promising about our team but it could be a um, it could be a false hope, um, and that's that we came out really strong. Like the first quarter, we were dominant. I mean, we we were. I I really thought we were going to put up seventy on them. I mean, we we just came out like crazy. We only yeah. didn't because of Dalton. Dalton's the only reason we didn't. <laughs> um, but we. Uh, you know, we we really came out strong, and then I felt like we kind of settled after that. And so, I'm curious, and what I'm what I'm going to be looking for this weekend, right? Y'all know how how much I am or how high I am on Arkansas. I'm definitely worried about this game. Um, Arkansas is a really good team, and they they could get our number this year. But we also the only really good team that we've played is Colorado, and I don't even know if you could call them a good team. Well, they but just they lost played, thirty to zero to Minnesota, right? But they played they played very well against us. They did, um, they did for sure. So, like, I'll give them that. But we also were dealing with like a very like, you know. A thing that causes a lot of teams to lose games, and and we were able to squeak by without a loss. Yeah. So um, there's that. But if we put four quarters of football together the way that we put the the first one together this past week, then we would be a very good team. Yeah. And um, and there's part of me that thinks if if we're going, you know, if we're going, you know, blow for blow with the team, there's part of me that that feels like our team would be able to to keep playing at that level, and that gives me confidence. Yeah. Uh, the other part of it is, well, what happens if we drop off against a good team? You know, then we may we may blow the game. Um, so we have a lot that we've got to fix, but 
but I, I'm just really curious to see us go against some really good talent this weekend. Yeah. Because there's part of me there there's and it's probably the hopeful Aggie in the back of my head saying, Hey, we could be very good if we if we put put together an entire game the way that we played that first quarter. Right. We'll be very good and we'll be a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. Um but again, that's the hopeful Aggie in me. It's not necessarily what I expect from this game um, coming up, but that that's what I would say was good about, okay. about everything. What about you? Um, definitely the defense. Uh, they our defensive line was was pretty dominant, and uh, secondary was too. Um, and not that New Mexico has a high flying you know passing attack, uh, but they just couldn't get anything going. Like we had so many sacks because they had nowhere to throw the football. Like, mm-hmm. um, secondary played exceptionally well. Uh, those young guys, I love to get to see them play. Uh, Tyreek Chappelle, uh, Deuce Harmon did some nice things. Um, I'll tell you the guy that stood out the most and in a very, very good way. Like it's like, uh, things have kind of slowed down for him is Edrin Cooper. Um, yeah, I know that as well. I, I haven't been able to go back and rewatch the game yet, but, there was a handful of times where I was like, man, like who's like, who just made the play there? And then he gets up and it's 45. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like that's Cooper. He's, he's starting to feel it and understand, you know, his role in the defense, but mm-hmm. uh, he's, he's insanely fast. Like he, when he recognizes the play, like he's going to get there in a hurry. And um, that was definitely encouraging after, you know, we kind of, it felt like we, our, our linebackers were, you know, uh, a little bit lost with some misdirection stuff by, by Colorado. And um, I think they, they bounced back in a, in a good way, but, um, and then on, uh, on the offensive side, I, I, th- I thought Calzada was pretty good um, with, with the way that he played. And we, like, like Jimbo said the other day, uh, we you know, need to play better around him, but uh, mm-hmm. with, with the, the plays that he made, like that can, that pair with our defense can win us some games. Like, uh, he Absolutely. was putting balls where they needed to be. Um, still had a few drops uh, out of the receivers, but um, like on the deep ball, like like the thing with Zach is his his arm strength is you know incredible. It's just the touch that needs work. Well, that that deep ball to Demas had had the touch on it. Like that was a just a beautifully thrown ball, and just like that was a you know Russell Wilson, Tom Brady type of throw. Um, it was just fantastic, but, um, mm-hmm. and I thought we, we geared things toward his, his strengths, like those, those deep, those deep comeback routes and, and things like that. Like he can throw those better than anybody. And we, we really repped that a lot this week. Um, what wasn't as good. Well, my last good thing, uh, the backup receivers, um, not just Demas, you know, who, I had a couple catches for 100 yards, I think. Um, Moose had a good game, yeah. Moose Moose was awesome. Uh, that was – I'm trying to think of, like, great Aggie catches. Um, I, I'm having a hard time thinking of a specific one. Like, maybe uh, Mike Evans against Ole Miss in 2012. Um, no, that was, like, but, that was like speeding oil against Mississippi State whenever we went Icy Whites. There you go. In Starkville. Yeah. Because he was the only one that had a good game that game. <laughs> Um, and but he one had like four insane catches that yeah. game. Yeah, but uh, one handed like that that catch that was a sick catch by Muhammad. Um, it, it's pretty evident that that these guys have some skill. Um, maybe they 
don't know the offense perfect, but I, man, after after seeing what they did, you, you got to think that you know at least hope that they get some more reps uh, going forward. Definitely, I, I was so excited to see Devin Price get a catch. Yeah, Price you looked know, good. Like it, it just. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah, the young young receivers. It was good to see them out there, and um, that was a that was a good good takeaway. And, and Baylor Cup uh, didn't catch a pass, didn't have a, a pass thrown to him. Looked really good blocking. I know that uh, that's you know may not get everybody fired up, but that's a that's a really important part of being a tight end. And for a kid that mm-hmm. has he even taken a snap until this past Saturday. I, I don't know. I, I don't even think uh, I, I knew that. I don't think I noticed him on the field. Yeah, and, exactly. It was just one thing that, like, I happened to look up and I saw he was in and made a really good block. But, um, but yeah. So like those, those are definitely the the positive takeaways. But uh, I do have some negatives. Uh, so let's hear let's hear your negatives. Negatives. Uh, it's it's just I I feel in a lot of ways that we're. Um, I feel like we have too many kinks to iron out before we get into this SEC schedule. Um, I feel like there's, you know, problems with the offensive line um, that, that we had a lot of, a lot of gaps there. A negative that I think I, I'm not the only one that, that said this. This isn't a, a, a new thought, but the biggest negative for me was that we had so many starters out there, you know, in late third quarter, early fourth quarter, you know, that, that we're getting injured, you know, when we're, when we're up a considerable amount. Um, so I, I think they should have come out a little bit earlier than what they did. Um, so that's definitely a negative. I really, honestly, I don't know that I really have any negatives on defense. Um, defense, defense look good. Um, I just there's we've got kinks in terms of like just different just putting it all together. You know, we're we're not there yet and I wouldn't even say that we're halfway there yet. I I, I think there's a lot of those that we got to iron out, but then the injury bug is hitting us and I don't like that. You know, yeah. I, it just seems like you know, we saw what Spiller, A-Chain and Anias hint at a little bit of an injury, mm-hmm. you know, this, this week, that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's our three headed monster. We're already lost our starting quarterback to an injury. We've got, you know, Demas and Chapman who've, who've been fighting injuries. We've got Baylor cuff that's fighting injuries. Layden Robinson. Leidermeyer. Yeah. Layden, Layden Robinson. So that I don't like, I don't yeah. like that we have so much potential injuries out there. So, yeah. um, uh, that that's that's one thing that the one other bad, but uh, I just you know we got what let's see one two three weeks till Bama, um, and I'm not uh, people will be like oh don't look ahead. Well, I'm not out there on the field, so I can look <laughs> ahead all I want to. Um, we got three weeks till Bama. Yeah, three weeks is not a whole lot of time to put all those all these pieces together. Yeah. With, especially whenever you got a new quarterback. If everything was clicking other than the quarterback position, I might feel differently. But it's not. And so that's – I just don't see us being a good enough team to win that game by the time that game gets here. If we were playing them later in the season, that might be a different story. 
Um, but I also kind of feel that same way about Arkansas. Like I, I think that we have too much up in the air right now that we could very well drop this game to Arkansas. Um, but at the same time, I mentioned this earlier, I am inspired and hopeful that, you know, we do put all those pieces together this week and yeah. maybe we see a different team come out of the tunnel yeah. against Arkansas, you know, and, and put it all together. So tell me your negatives. I'll, I'll be very honest. I'm, I'm very much sweating this game against Arkansas and we'll, we'll get into all that and, and how we think that's going to go. Um, and uh, I do want to, bring up one note about the Bama game since you, you brought that up. But I do think that after watching them and watching us, like this, this defense has the ability to turn that game into kind of a, an old school slugfest, which is kind of probably how we're going to try to, to play every game is just turn it into a, a freaking brawl and, you know, a kind of a, a defensive, uh, a defensive game. Um, mm-hmm. I think we, we have the ability to do that, but, uh, the offense has got to get better by then. And specifically, the biggest negative for me, like come out of this game, is uh, is the offensive line. And I know that we didn't have Layden, and we had to move uh, Kenyon back inside, uh, where he's been trying to learn tackle for a year now, um, and then bring in, uh, you know, a tackle off the bench and Blake Trainer, um, who had some ups and downs, but just like and. And to, to preface all this, and Jimbo said this in his press conference last week, but uh, New Mexico does run kind of an, or, an or, unorthodox system. Like they're like three three five, they're slanting, they're blitzing like you know every which way, and it's it's kind of tough to defend if you don't communicate properly, uh, which a lot of the time we we obviously didn't do. Um, mm-hmm. And is like th- this offense is like it's built to be efficient and on schedule. And when you let a guy run free and, and sack the quarterback and get it off schedule, it's, it's not good. (laughs) And that's, that's, it sounds really simple. And like most offenses aren't good if you do that, but um, it's, I feel like that they didn't, they didn't help, help Zach out a ton. And like, Mm -hmm. there were just way too many negative plays and uh, plays that got blown up or we just didn't have a chance. So, um, maybe that's like the, the pass pro was pretty good against Colorado and that was with Layden still in the game. And, you know, hopefully sounds like he's ready to go that he just kind of, you know, didn't play as a precaution this week, but, um, he should be back. They should, you know, have Kenyon back at tackle. Um, one, one positive to kind of throw in here is I thought Ruben Fathery looked very, very good at tackle. Yeah. Um, I agree. It wouldn't shock me at all if he works his way, you know, into the starting lineup at some point. Uh, you saw uh, Jameer Johnson go down at one point and Deuce had to come in. Um, Jameer ended up coming back in. So uh, I guess we'll see how, how that goes there. But um, that's the only thing that's really given me pause. And if, if they start clicking and, you know, communicating well and picking up the right, the right people, uh, you know, all the time, we can be very, a very good football team. Um, but if we, if we can't against these really good teams, uh, it's, it's, it's definitely a, a cause for concern, but, um, mm-hmm. and it's not that the guys aren't talented. We've, we've said that the whole time, like they're, they're very talented. Um, they're just young. They haven't played a lot and they haven't played a lot together like last year's unit had. Right. So, um, hopefully, you know, this is a good test. Uh, we should be back, you know, at full strength up front. And, um, 
I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But uh, if we can, I, I feel like I'll, I'll, I'll probably base the rest of our, <laughs> I, I don't know if I want to go out this far, but I'm going to base a lot of how I feel about this team off of how this weekend goes. Like it's, it's a, it's a big, it's a big benchmark for this football team. Honestly, I, that's how I felt coming into the season anyways. So um, in a way, I kind of have written off these three games that we just played, but um, uh, I, I do. I'm going to base a lot of my predictions based on how we perform this week because we're going up, up against a good football team. And, and um, you know, like whenever I first started, whenever th- this is a really random tangent, but whenever I first started my business, I went door to door, knocking on doors, you know, talking to people about retirement and I wanted to do something like early, you know, like I, like something that was, I wanted to get my nerves out early. So I went to some of the really low, low income areas, knocking on doors and trying to introduce myself to, to practice. And, um, I learned very quickly that that wasn't good practice, you know, because it was, <clears throat> it was people that didn't know what, a financial advisor did and what retirement is. And, you know, I mean, retirement to them wasn't the same as what it is to somebody who, who might be planning for retirement. Right. Um, and, and that might sound bad. I don't mean that like I'm putting anybody down, but there, there was a difference in whenever I started going to doors for people who were, you know, in an income bracket where they could start planning for retirement and that kind of thing, they, it was altogether different, you know, and, and I learned really quickly that no matter how good I was at the door, that wasn't going to help me with somebody that had no idea what was going on. So here's where I'm getting at with this analogy. I feel like when you're playing games that don't necessarily matter, you know, as much as the coaches try to preach that stuff to you about, Oh, Hey, it's a faceless opponent take care of your business. It's just, you know, we're, we're trying to go one place. They're just in the way, that kind of stuff. At the end of the day, you know, which games matter and which ones don't. And I think, um, I think to some degree, you know, you have players out there that no matter how much the coaches are trying to preach it, they're not going to buy into that idea. They're going to get so pumped up and stoked for a conference game that you might see a different team altogether. I'm not saying that you will, but I'm saying if you do, let's say that we go out and we just smack Arkansas. Well, I would say then that you should base the rest of your prediction on the rest of the season off of this week than you should the last three because this is a game that matters and look at how they played in that game that matters. If we come out and we have a rough go of it, Really what I want to see, if we if if we lose this game, I don't want to lose this game because of us. Right. I wanna I wanna lose this game because it was a dog fight and we we ran out of time, you know, as Aggies like to say. I don't want to see us lose this game because we were eat up with penalties, we fumbled the ball multiple times. Yeah, you know, I don't want to see errors cost us this game yeah and if they do then i'm not really i i'm not too keen on the rest of the season i think i think there would be several losses but um if 
even if we lose this game, but we lose it in the fashion like Florida lost to Alabama, I feel I, I wouldn't feel I'd be inspired for the rest of the season, you know. So mm-hmm. um, I think it's important that we come out here and we play this game like it matters and fix these little, little errors that we've been having in all yeah. these other games. That's that's an excellent point. Um, and that, like when you listen to Jimbo, I think he, I think he echoes that sentiment. Like mm-hmm. he, he straight up called us average after that game. Like he, he he's not pulling any punches right now. And if he's willing to call us average on national television, imagine what those players are hearing all week. Like right. he's he's fixing to light a fire under them. And 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 that was you know like right after the game ended, like on the field in his press conference, he. He went out and said they played harder than we did, um, and that 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 goes to your point. If Arkansas plays harder than us, then we're going to lose, and that's going to feel really bad that we didn't do you know like we didn't put our best effort forward. So if because mm-hmm. this team's best effort is really damn good, it's it's probably a top ten football team. Uh, whenever we're you know doing things that we're At capable of, exactly. So you know, I'm I'm with you on that. I I, I hope we see it. Um, um, uh, it's, it feels weird. Like I, last year, I've just felt so confident going in every game. Now I'm like, I don't know. We're, we're, we're going to have to see. <laughs> but, this, um, this is how it feels to be at the top. Yeah, that's right. But I hate us cause they ain't us. Um, do you want to do pour one out? You want to wait until the next, next episode? Ooh, yeah, let's pour one out. Pour one out. Mm-hmm. Who are you pouring one out for today? Pour one out for the mentions of that Oklahoma um, DBs. Uh, like pour one out for his mentions. That was a, that was a terrible execution. <laughs> uh, pour one out for the Oklahoma DBs mentions because he had an insane catch. It was tremendous. There was a catch just like that one, right? Um, in practice inside the indoor one time, it was Justin Dunning. He was a, a defensive back. Man. And he was he, he was getting passed up on a on a wheel route, and it was just it was just a random you know like they were they were practicing. He was a freshman, and he was getting beat, and he was running after him, and he turned to look for the ball, and the ball was like right in his face. So he kind of did that like kind of reactionary like. You know, like if something's about to hit you in your face, you kind of put your hand up, you know, and just palm the ball and and just picked it off. It, it was like the most insane, like, what just happened? Um, <laughs> and, and it was just at a random practice. So uh, it, was, it was cool to see that on national television. Good for that kid. Um, that was one of the best, maybe the best interception that I've ever seen. Like, it was yeah. just a ridiculous a ridiculous play. <laughs> like, Absolutely. That was, was. that was incredibly impressive. That's why I said pour one out for his mentions because yeah. people are just going to be talking about that for for the rest of the season. Oh yeah. Um, who you pouring one out for? Um, pour one out for for Florida State. <laughs> they, they they are down bad right now, and um, I don't know that I feel very bad for them uh, as much as they. You know, I I will say this uh, in their defense. It seems like they finally stopped blaming Jimbo <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> for, for after a, a whole uh, uh, 
a whole presidential term later, they stopped blaming him and they realized like, <laughs> hey, maybe our program just isn't that good. <laughs> yeah. Uh- Imagine, imagine thinking Florida State was good after the first week. Couldn't be me. No, never. Um, <laughs> Actually, I've got one. Um, okay. Uh, this is a. I don't know how to word this. I, I hope that I'm pouring one out, pouring one out for the referees in the Mississippi State Memphis game. Um, that <laughs> that that is one of the worst calls. That, and it was so like. Like they lost the game because of that. Like Mississippi State lost yeah, to Memphis because sure. because the referees screwed up like five things on a punt return. Uh, there was I, I can't even get into it all because it's just too much to to, to get into. But uh, yeah. that same crew apparently is the same one that uh, screwed up the Arkansas Auburn game last year, where Bo Nix spiked the ball backwards, which is just oh, a, which yeah. is just, which is a yeah. fumble. It's not a spike if you if you do it backwards. It's so. a backwards pass, yeah. Yeah. So uh they screwed that up. They screwed over Mississippi State. So um hopefully we're pouring one out for them and uh they can go to a different conference. <laughs> okay. So so that that kind of makes me think of of one that I'll say. Um and that's pour one out for I believe it was a Florida player. Pour one out for the Florida player who um just let the ball roll out of the end zone on the kickoff. Oh, I saw that one. Did you see that one? Yeah. It, it hit him, and then he was just he just he just waved it off. He just shrugged it off like, yeah, it's fine. It's going out, <laughs> out of bounds. And the whole time I'm thinking like, wait, that just it, you touched it. Like it's it's that's where the ball is going to be placed. And uh, for a minute on TV, like nothing happened. Like they didn't say anything. And then all of a sudden they started talking about. It. I was like, okay, I'm glad I wasn't the only one that saw that. You know. <laughs> But uh, yeah, pour one up for that kid. That I bet he got reamed. Uh, I've got I've got one uh, that I thought of after you said that. Uh, pour one out for Slade Bolden, who's a receiver for Alabama. Uh, this got a lot of traction on Twitter, but Slade Bolden dropped a wide open pass in the end zone, uh, and I'm pretty sure Saban made him walk home after that. <laughs> <So> <laughs> pour one out for that guy. Yeah, poor kid. Um, well, yeah, I mean, it, uh, I don't know if I have any other. Any other uh, – maybe pour one out for UCLA. <laughs> um, I mean, pour one out for the whole Pac-12. Uh, if, yeah, if, if, just, if if Oregon loses a single game now, they, they may be out. But I can't say that because who's going to be in? We don't know. <laughs> we don't know who's good. Who's in? I don't know. <laughs> this, is, this is the one year where that's a valid question. Yeah, that, that's actually true. Maybe it's Ole Miss, Auburn, and, and Cincinnati. And Cincinnati. <laughs> um, yeah. Wow. What a week. Yep. But uh, we uh, – hey, I- I'm going to uh, toot my own horn here for a second because we we didn't get to record our, our preview last week. Uh, if we had, I would have locked up Michigan State. Not to win, just to know. cover, but they – they they gave it to Miami pretty good, uh, and Miami stinks. Um, Alabama blowing them out is like us blowing out Kent State, if we're being honest. Um, mm-hmm. Not not an impressive win, but um, yeah, man, I'm excited.